Hi, please don't turn this off. Give me a chance. So, my name is Eugene, and I'm a high school junior living in Seoul, Korea. I'm one of those girls who went through their I want to study marine biology and study dolphins and orcas phase after watching Free Willy about 26 times during elementary school. But the thing is that it came back. I think it was freshman year where I suddenly wanted to become an ocean warrior once again. To be completely honest, I had my crises when everyone around me was like neuroscience, business, finance, computer science, and it felt like following that route as well. After all, why would I want to die studying whale songs when the world is literally crumbling into pieces? But then I realized that marine sciences, without exaggeration, is one of the most important fields that must be studied at the moment. I realized that studying the ocean is so much more than what it seems like as it connects to virtually any other discipline or practice that's out there in the modern world. So in honor of the start of the UN Decade of Ocean Science for Sustainable Development, I intend to transform my impulsive research routine and dinner table conversations about krill and kelp into a very small podcast, just to keep myself accountable, and I don't know, maybe let another kid across the ocean who admires the big blue that I exist. I'll be exploring sometimes quote-unquote raw science, like new discoveries that pop up in journals and the news, but also subjects that are complex, unfathomable combinations of the natural sciences, economics, business, psychology, engineering, health science, politics, I don't know, you name it. Just to clarify though, I am a high school student with nothing more than a crappy pair of earphones. I've never been confident with my writing, speaking voice, and pronunciation. I haven't started writing any internal assessments, and I have a clean-as-new extended essay proposal document that's due in three days. I offer sincere condolences to those who understand what I'm talking about. So please understand that my research is not perfect, and the episode as a whole may may be terrible time to time, which I hope doesn't happen frequently, but anyways, what I want to say is that let me know if there is anything that I should fix or remove from the script, or from anywhere. You can always reach me out through Instagram at aquarallium, that's A-Q-U-O-R-A-L-I-U-M, and other contact informations, including my email, are listed there. Sources will always be cited in MLA8 format on my website. Okay, first episode, here we go. As everyone was looking forward to a fresh start by leaving the diabolical year of 2020 behind, the whole world seems against us. Valentine's usually marks the time of the year when, you know, everything melts down and breezes of a new season sweep our skin. This year's Valentine's? Central and southern U.S. facing record low temperatures. Texas, the state famous for its cacti, deserts, and cowboys, of course, buried under snow and ice, leaving millions in jeopardy. It was reported that on the 14th, Texas had lower temperatures than Anchorage, Alaska. This cold snap is connected to something called the polar vortex and its mutability. The polar vortex is a giant area of low pressure and cold air that surrounds the poles of the globe. 
Although it sounds like an emerging monster of global warming, the swirl of air always exists. It's common that during the winter, the vortex becomes unstable as the jet stream of strong wind that's supposed to contain the cold air weakens, eventually making the vortex expand and send cold air southwards. This phenomenon is frequently associated with the cold waves seen in the U.S., and although it typically remains in regions closer to the poles, the vortex can often migrate more southwards, and the impact can be seen all the way down at the Gulf Coast and Florida. What's happening in Texas is also due to this huge leak of the polar vortex. Um, If you've been catching up with the news, which was pretty huge, this cold wave has taken a huge toll across multiple states. In Texas particularly, millions were left energyless, people lost their lives from either the cold itself or trying to escape the cold, and cars slipped, crashed, and got stuck on the icy roads. The snap seems to be easing at the moment, so Texas and other states, including Oregon and West Virginia, are now trying to recover from the damage, such as repairing potholes, fixing pipes, restoring energy supply, and stabilizing the water system. Something that I saw that was unbelievingly... I don't know what word I should use to describe this, actually. I first saw a photo of a room full of turtles, all positioned in an extremely structured arrangement. It looked like the preparation stage for a special exhibition at some giant natural science museum or even one of those eerie art projects that you see on the internet. That just makes you wonder, for 48 minutes, what even is a cheeseburger? And eerie is the word, actually. If you watch a video of the scene, it's no different than the photos themselves. All the turtles are just sitting there, devoid of movement or any other sign of life. This is cult stunning. We all learned from The Magic School Bus Season 2 Episode 12, Cult Feet, that cold-blooded animals, or ectotherms, or a bunch of other names that I don't even dare to pronounce, like sea turtles, cannot regulate their own body temperatures. The only source of heat they can use for metabolism is the surrounding environment. So if this only source of heat is stripped from the turtles, and they're forced to remain in low temperatures that way, low as in generally below 10 degrees Celsius, a hypothermic reaction occurs. The sea turtles will become lethargic as their heart rate and circulation decrease, their skin, shell, and eyes damaged, organ function and the immune system would deviate from the optimum, which would lead to secondary health problems like pneumonia or microbial infections, ultimately death if untreated. These paralyzed turtles in the open ocean will literally just float along the water, aimlessly waiting for a gush of warmth for them to recover. In this case, they're extremely vulnerable to predators and may even be injured by sailing boats. But just to be sure about this, this also isn't another emerging monster from global warming and climate change. It's, it has always been there. It's just a matter of turtle biology. So this whole winter storm cold stuns thousands of turtles. Temperatures dipped below 4 degrees Celsius, which is obviously extremely w- rare around the area of coastal Texas. And people started to notice these creatures washing up on the beach. It was quickly identified as 
a huge cold stunning event, and thousands of turtles allegedly flowed into rescue facilities, including Sea Turtle Inc., University of Texas Marine Science Institute, Houston Zoo, Texas Game Warden, and more. What's amazing is that residents and volunteers were the ones collecting turtles in boats and vessels, sailing along the frigid coast, and flooding the centers with their trucks and SUVs full of them. People literally waited for hours just to drop off another unconscious turtle. Amidst this crisis, where their own lives were in jeopardy. You can see these people with masks and gloves, sometimes multiple people on a single turtle, moving around paralyzed turtles, around as if they're handling some sort of sacred artifact. And without those heroes, it's predicted that most turtles would have inevitably faced death, a tragedy right in the face of decades of conservation efforts. And guess what? SpaceX, yes, the SpaceX from Elon Musk, came to the rescue when Sea Turtle Inc.'s power crashed. Several engineers and electricians showed up with a gigantic power generator, enabling the center to maintain a temperature warm enough to keep the turtles alive. I don't know about you, but it seems to me that turtles may be the next means of healing humanity. So, the Sea Turtle Stranding and Salvage Network claimed that claimed that by February 22nd, more than 10,600 turtles were rescued along the coast of Texas. The weather in Texas is now not in the crazy sub-zeros anymore, as mentioned before, and turtles are now gradually being released back by hundreds offshore, where the temperature is high enough, of course. And if you watch this video from UT Austin, there's the familiar teal-colored ocean and a sea turtle far from paralyzed, flapping, his fl flapping its flippers and being slid into the water via a cool-looking slide. And when I tell you this, it literally flies away. It glides away from the boat, seems to do a semi-leap of joy, and is gone within seconds. It's hard to believe that it was one of the batch of dead still reptiles. According to a paper written by Griffin and his colleagues, Warmer sea surface temperatures in the Gulf of Maine incurred more cases of turtle cold stunning. Over four decades, it was observed that numbers of cold stunned Kemp Ridleys, which are labeled as critically endangered by the International Union for Conservation of Nature, continue to increase. So we can see there that climate change and global warming may be increasing the numbers of cold stunning cases. And although there is a fierce debate around the statement, some scientists claim that interferences with the jet stream that keeps the polar vortex under control may be associated with rapid ar arctic heating. Some say that there's little observational and theoretical evidence to support this, and we all know that correlation does not cause uh, equal causation, but the weakness in Texas's energy crisis, energy and crisis management infrastructure was far from adequate. We could all see that. If you didn't know by now, the thing called climate change is not some fancy word that activists just throw around. It's more than conspicuous how climate change affects all levels of society and the environment. And it's not limited to, say, Tuvalu. It's coming for every single one of us. For the thousandth time, climate change is real. You should be scared for your life, terrified of our future. 
So if you happen to be a listener from the coast, here's what to do when you find a stranded turtle. Approach it carefully as it may be literally chilling instead of chilling. I mean, it may be relaxing and resting rather than being cold stunned. Be careful and try not to stress it out. And check if it responds to touch, ensure that it's alive, and if you're sure it's cold stunned, contact your nearest turtle rescue center or aquarium and alert your location to them, but do not attempt to rescue it yourself. You should also reach out to relevant facilities even if the turtle appears to be dead. Never, ever, just put it back to the water. Never. Thank you so much for listening to this first floppy episode. I hope you learned at least one thing new. And I actually know that's true because you did not know that the reptile episode of the Magic School Bus was season 2, episode 12. I would love to hear any feedback from you, from information quality to incorrect usage of words. I'm pretty sure I used something wrong. So reach me out on Instagram at aquarallium, that's A-Q-U-O-R-A-L-I-U-M. And I also have other contact information linked. You can find any sources that I use to make this episode on the website. And this was Eugene Co. Thank you.